This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Hey, Scotty. Ooh, Curdy B. I am ready to laugh it. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. Mystery of nine-foot hot dog on edge of Alaska wilderness leaves trekkers perplexed. All right. I don't even have a pun for that. That is the strangest story we maybe ever did, but it's going to be a live episode from Good Night's Comedy in Raleigh. It's banana. Live from Raleigh, that uh, Charlie Fromage just almost landed on someone. Yes, but she has the T-shirt, so yeah. it's okay. Or so the long works. sleeve. <laughs> Those are rare. It's warm. It's warm in here. Can we turn the air conditioning on? All right. Yeah, 47, 48. Uh, Scotty, how you doing? You good? Uh, best day of my life. Are how you are you? Me? I'm fantastic. It's Is so anybody fun. coming to see me do stand-up later tonight? I am. Thank you. That's I'll be great. here. Wonderful. Last night's crowd. You guys were great. Whoever just hooted, you guys were great. The rest of them. And that's okay. We're going to build off okay. of that. We're going to build off that. We created a baseline. This makes up for it, Raleigh. You guys, this energy is yeah, wonderful. This is good. That's a good shirt. <laughs> that's a really good. Oh my God, it says bananas. 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 And it's to Curdy B. That's great. Very that's good. An unsol- that's, unsol- that's unlicensed. We're going to sue you. You are good sued. It's they are unlicensed. a litigious network. Please don't make uh, merch. Please go. <laughs> <laughs> Make as much as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you ready for this, Scotty? Yeah, say it again. I can't. Woo. Hot dog outside of Alaska? Here it is. Uh, I'm already sweating in my three-piece suit. Mystery of nine-foot hot dog okay. on edge of Alaska wilderness yes. leaves trekkers perplexed. Yeah, I okay. bet it did. Okay. This was um, this is this was on Alaska News. Mm. Alaska News. I want to have. I want to shout out Alaska News. If you if you run Alaska News, yep. it's impossible to read the news on your website. I yeah. just want you to know what I in order to read this, I needed to because every time you like click on it, it would like put your email put your email in to read this. Put your email in, then it'd be like now do something else. But it would ha- give you like. Seven seconds to look at it and get excited about it, and then it would put up a pop up to yeah. keep you from seeing the rest of it. Yes. So what I had to do was continually go back in and then like select all and copy it really fast, and then p- paste it into something else just so I could read it. Yeah, fun. That's a good I'm way not, to get look, your news. Straight up, I love Alaska news. We love it. I'm not paying five ninety nine a month. To Rather read die. To no read way. This. Ain't happening. Not on my watch. 
No, sir. This is written by Craig Madred, who is the... That's right. Nice work, right? That guy, if he ever listens, just, uh, you know, he's yes. just up there just typing about hot dogs. If he knew you yeah. cheered for him and called yeah. him the best in the biz. Somebody tell Craig. Somebody tell Craig. Get Craig on the blower. Don't tell any of the other ones we've done that for. Just no. tell Craig. Here it is. This was published actually in 2014 and updated in 2016 with some new information. All right. Hold on tight. Topical. Two Two years later, <laughs> they said, we got to update that nine-foot hot dog article. That's, I, I was, that's why you pay $5.99 a month for Alaska News, all right? Bingo. They're doing the work. Hard-hitting. Journalism. Here it is. Way up there. The, this is the, one of the craziest stories. Of <laughs> yeah. The giant foam hot dog in a bun okay. that Luke Mel and friends stumbled across this spring on mm-hmm. the edge of Alaska nowhere left mm-hmm. him haunted. <laughs> All right. All right. Craig, you're, you're drawing us in. Craig yeah. has, he has set a trap for us. We're in to yep. this article. Here, here his group was on the vast, undeveloped, and little-visited Susitna River tidal flats returning from an epic crossing epic. of three Aleutian Range volcanoes. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. Sounds cool. Mounts Liamna. Mm-hmm. Redoubt and Spur. Okay, those are the mountains. Spur is easy. When, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why Liam is not capitalized, but whatever. Maybe and either. when this hot dog-like mirage appeared on the horizon, <laughs> from a distance, Mel said, no one could quite believe their eyes. But as they drew closer, it became obvious that, yes, indeed, there was a nine-foot-long hot dog on a seven-foot-long bun <laughs> beached like a dead whale on the shore of Cook Inlet. Right. Um, also, when, you're, when you've been hiking for days and days and days on end, you do crave a hot dog. Sure. So to see a nine-foot one would be very exciting. Yeah. Uh, being an environmentally-minded group of hikers, this is a wild sentence. Yeah. Being an environmentally-minded group of hikers, Mel and friends decided they should get rid of the litter, so they tried to burn it up. <laughs> smart. That's smart. Alaska thinks different. Yeah. Alaska's like, we got to get rid of it. Let's put it in the air. It's made of foam. Let's put it in the air. It's going to burn. This was a mistake. Yep. (laughs) Shocking. Quote, it produced such a massive plume of black smoke. (laughs) And there was so much air traffic that I was nervous a plane would think we were signaling for help, he later reported. We didn't want to draw any attention, especially because we would be crossing Cook Inlet soon and thought the Coast Guard might not be psyched about our vessels. I don't know what he's crossing Cook Inlet in. Yeah, what... Is he crossing in the hot dog? Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be cool. So we turned it over to put out the fire. Now there's a huge hot dog on the flats, flame broiled to perfection. Pretty amazing. Search for hot dog origins. Upon returning safely to civilization, Mel couldn't put the mystery of the traveling hot dog out of his head, so he began a search for its origins. As word of his discovery rippled through a community of internet-savvy Alaska trekkers and fans of outdoor adventure, other reports of the hot dog started to trickle in. Evergreen Helicopters pilots Ryan Sikorsky... Oh, he's good. ...reportedly... Spotted, reported spotting it along the east bank of the Matanuska River near the community of Butt. Sco- I mean, every sentence is great! <laughs> They're going to Butt! Take that vessel to Butt. <laughs> the hot dog was in Butt, the Butt. Sco- 
Skorecki was eventually able to uncover a 2011. 11, a level. Fine, it's fine. Skokorski was eventually able to uncover a 2011 Google Earth satellite image with the hot dog <laughs> plainly visible about 15 miles from where Mel stumbled on it. Oh, wow. West of Point McKenzie three years later. So it's migrating. Yeah. The hot dog had clearly slipped unnoticed down the river under the busy Glen Highway Bridge between Wasali and Alaska's largest city along the Nick Arm, past Anchorage itself, and finally headed west in the inlet. Skakorkskis' sighting helped now. There's so many season Craig, K's in that name. Calm right? down. It's all season K's. He's it's showing just off. An O, R, and a rest Craig season is K's. Sighting helped, his sighting helped narrow the origins of the dog to the Palmer Wasilla area and some Matanuska Sustina Borough residents. Jesus, how I do mean, people live in this state? It, not that many. There's not that many exactly. people there. Seem to recall there was once a giant hot dog along with the giant ice cream cones outside Little Miller's Ice Cream in Wasilla. All right. Hot dog looks familiar. That's just the title of this paragraph. <laughs> it's just hot dog looks familiar. I've seen one before. They all look the same. <laughs> it's very rare you see a hot dog that you can't identify immediately. Further digging revealed varied accounts as to how that hot dog might have been stolen as a high school's prank, but there was story ended until this week when 2005 Colony, this is the update, guys, when 2005 Colony high ago. school graduate Alan Spangler reluctantly confessed knowledge of the hot dog's migration from uh -oh. Miller's to Cook's Inlet. Oh, God, he said. Oh, God. Maybe I know where it came from. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Spangler first learned of the hot dog on the beach about eight miles west of Point McKenzie when he stumbled upon Mel's outdoor adventure blog, a former track athlete turned mountain runner. Spangler has some interests in common with Mel. Spangler took a, looked at the photo on Mel's blog, he said, and thought, that hot dog looks awfully familiar. What is going on in Alaska? Spangler Sounds tipped fun. Mel that he knew about its origins, word of that got around. Next thing Spangler knew, he was talking to a reporter by telephone. Is this man describing him doing this thing? Okay. He's talking to a reporter by telephone from where he now works at a remote radar site in yes. Tin City, a radar site. Okay. Let's name more places. Outside of Tin City. Uh, outside of <laughs> name on the Seaward Peninsula sure. in Northwest Alaska. Yeah. Yep. That's just how you identify places. Tin City outside of Nome of the Seaward Peninsula in northwest Alaska. Very hard. It was the hot dog off Miller's ice cream, Spangler admitted under intense questioning. Oh, intense. <laughs> intense. It was intense. <laughs> Spangler's memory is that Miller's store was for a time out of business, and some high school students thought they'd liberate the hot dog. He claimed not to remember who was involved, but he did remember the group took the dog on a joyride that ended with them oh, tying God. it up with some rope under <laughs> Old Glen Highway Bridge. That's fun! Why is this guy embarrassed? That's amazing. That's amazing. They tied it, it up? Why, did they think it was going to run away? Did they, like, tie little arms behind its back? <laughs> Maybe. The year was... Give me a guess as to when the year was. What do you mean? 2004. Oh. The year was 2004. Good year. Was How long year. the hot dog hung beneath the bridge is unclear. I never went back to look at it, Spangler said. I wonder if anyone took a picture of it while it was hanging under the bridge. 
Whether someone cut the dog loose or the ropes eventually deteriorated and broke is unknown, but the photo provided by Skokorsky makes it clear the dog ended up in the river, started downstream on a journey of its own. Where it will end up is anyone's guess, but so far... It has been working its way west and south. <laughs> Let him go. Maybe hoping for warmer buns. Oh, Craig. Craig brought us back. He brought us back. Yeah. Good job, Craig. Yeah, good job, Craig. I lit a field on fire once, but uh, I got away with it. When I was a little kid, I think every <laughs> boy goes through a phase where they just love matches and lighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of right? course. So much. Know. Are there any men here? I can't even tell. Okay, there's a few. Right. <laughs> you never know. Uh, but yeah, I used to like throw matches and start yeah. fires and see what would burn. Like nail polish remover, very flammable. Very flammable. Having elder sister, very useful. What was nice is rubber cement could be huffed and then burned, which was a Twice nice as fun. Addition. Twice as fun. But uh, my, I don't even have a long story about it. This guy that I didn't know that well from my school and his friend came over and we were playing with matches and stuff on a snowy, cold day and we lit a field on fire and we tried to stamp it out and then the whole field went up. <laughs> And being 10, 11, we just ran away. Yeah. And, you know, no cell phones. We didn't talk to each other. And then on the news, my dad used to watch the sports when we were having dinner, like on local news. He would, my dad would literally yell sports. He would go, sports! And then we would all shut up and eat. And then, (laughs) but they were like, a fire breaks out in Carroll County and blah, blah, blah. And it didn't burn any houses down, but they had to put out the field and it was three 10-year-olds. Oh, my God. I think the statute of limitations is up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody died. But yeah, we lit a field on fire, and then we're like, I don't know you guys that well, bye, and then just ran. <laughs> <laughs> just ran away. I love that. I was, in, I was in Alaska only once. I was in Alaska, and I was doing oh. shows in Fairbanks. Okay. And Fairbanks is, like, in the middle, and it's very, I mean, everything is in the middle of nowhere in Alaska, but Fairbanks is especially in the middle of nowhere. Okay. And so I was by myself just doing stand-up, and so you, it gets on the road, gets lonely. You're just yeah. like, what am I going to do? I've got all day, and I work it at night, right? So I was like, everyone kept talking about there's these hot springs. Cool. In the middle of the woods, and they're like a two-and-a-half-hour drive outside of Fairbanks. And so you start, like, 20 minutes outside of Fairbanks, like, you lose phone service. Safe. Good. And then you're just driving on one road. It's just one road. It's the only road. Oh, boy. And just driving for two hours straight. Yeah. And I finally get there. And it's, like, um, you know, amazing. You're passing by all these, like, dwarf forests because there's permafrost. um, So the trees can't go deep enough down. Yeah. So all the trees are just three and a half feet tall. Adorable. Adorable. That's cute. That is cute. And you walk around like, I'm so big. I'm Paul Bunyan. Where's my babe? (laughs) And so we go out. And I get to this hot spring. Cool. And, uh, and like I get in, and then I realize that it's like everyone else who's there is there with like a romantic partner or a friend. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. And then it's just me. <laughs> Mr. Yuck Yuck. Man, yeah, just <laughs> m- man taking a bath with them by myself. <laughs> just like, you know, and it's like, you just gotta like, oh, where to look, shit. you know, it's like, it's not that big, so you're just like, I guess, uh, look at this rock. Because everybody's like looking at each other, so you can't just sit there staring at them. So I'm just like, oh, oh. What was the temp wow. outside? What? What was the temperature outside? 
The temperature outside is probably like 25, Cold. 26. So you had to take a lot to layers to get in that hot tub. There was like a little outhouse that you could get changed oh, in. Oh, okay. That so makes you get it changed, and then you like better. walk out. It's pretty developed. Okay. It's pretty developed. Gotcha. So I walk in, and then I'm just like sitting there. I've driven two and a half hours. It's another two and a half hours back. I'm like, this is a five hour. That's five And I was hours. just like, I don't want to be here. I don't. <laughs> like, this is just awkward. And so I get out, and then I get out, and I'm just like, fuck, man. It's just like I drove for so long. I get, you got to get a photo of the fact that I came here. Yeah, for sure. That's so then I go deal. and get my phone, and I like kind of like sneak in, and I'm already embarrassed to take selfies in public anyway, you know? Not me. <laughs> like None. back then I was more. Now yeah. I'm just like, well, we're all we're all, all going to die. We're soon. all this now. All right, this is us. Um, and so <sighs> I was just like, kind of like, you know, just like. Local you know, pervert. <laughs> local, <laughs> even creepier. Bringing the phone in where everyone's like scantily clad in the hot water. And so then I'm just like, all right, got him. And I'm just like getting out. And then I just hear behind me, hey! And I'm like, nobody's talking to me. Oh, boy. Oh because boy. I don't know anybody here. <laughs> Flying solo. And I just keep getting out. And he just goes, hey! Phone guy. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, no. And I turn around. And it is this old man who is, he looks like Michael Shannon. You know Michael Shannon? Yeah, scary looking guy. Michael Shannon, he was in uh, uh, The Shape of Water. He was the bad guy in Shape of Water, that guy. But he, he looks like Michael Shannon, but then he's got this chin that's like crazy. It's like another Michael Shannon's head <laughs> on the end of his that's head. That's crazy. Just double Shannons. Double Shannon. And he goes, hey, take a picture of us and text it to me. <laughs> and he didn't totally ask, cool. please. He did, wasn't nice about it. He was just such a bully about it. I was like, yes, of course. Yes, sir. Yes, double Shannon. And I was like, and then I'm like, as I'm doing it, I'm like, I don't want this guy to have my phone number. I don't, what the fuck is happening right now? That's a great point, actually. What yeah. a great way to get somebody's number. Hey! Take a picture and take my us. picture and text it to me. What a lunatic thing to say to yeah, someone. Yeah. And then that. you're in the middle of the woods. I'm like, I can't say no. And then he just goes, he's with his buddy, and then he just points to a third man and goes, you, get in here. And we're all just like, what is happening? And he's like, you look like a friend of ours. And I was like, what? Okay. So now it's me, a stranger, oh taking a picture of three people who are all strangers to each other. <laughs> I take one picture, and then he goes, profile. And then we, they all turn profile. And the third man is just like, what, why is this happening to me? Yes. And I, then I takes it, and then he like, and then he's like, here's my phone number. And he gives me his phone number, and I put it in. But we don't have service, so it yeah. doesn't go out. Oh. And I'm like, the phone, it'll go out when I get service. And he's like, all right. So I was like, run back to my car and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and then I drive back two and a half hours. As I'm pulling into Fairbanks, I get service. And I look down to see that um, the phone number doesn't exist. Oh, <laughs> Interesting. So my question is... <laughs> Poll the audience. Is this man the most amazing prankster on planet Earth? <laughs> yeah. Goes to the end of the to world. To make a stranger take a picture of you and a stranger... Yeah, that's crazy. ...and then just send it nowhere. That's crazy. That is the strangest prank. It's the strangest prank! <laughs> or... So I, just, so I just posted it to Instagram. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> is he a ghost <laughs> who haunts the hot springs yeah. looking for likes? <laughs> that's so funny. And did you have to do stand up that night? Was that yeah, bo- Oh, I did that's do even better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still better than last night's show. Yep. <laughs> Wait, how many people Whoa. were here at last night's Whoa. show? Whoa. Uh, uh, true Four bananas. of you. Why are you guys bummed out about yeah. that? You don't know how bad they it, sucked. Yeah. I like that you're just representing the city. You're like, not Raleigh. <laughs> That's a Durham crowd. Just so, during, during the fucks. show. That dump. During the show, a woman just said out loud, what the fuck is he talking about? That's good. That's good. She's nice. That's what I'm talking about. She'll be in church. She'll be I'm in church tomorrow. I'm not talking theoretical physics up here. No. I'm making a couple teehees, okay? It's not rocket science. It was that guy from Alaska throwing his voice. <laughs> what is he talking about? Go. He haunts you. Uh, this was sent in by many bananimals, but Detroit's MP, who has sent in, or maybe Detroit Simp, maybe? <laughs> and Evie, just Evie, also our uh, full human intern, Lisa Maggot, posted this yesterday on our, now she's our part-time employee, Lisa Maggot. <laughs> We can afford to pay her in lasagna. Uh, it is. But it is this. a lot of lasagna. It is. Too much for a person. Yeah, too much for one woman. <laughs> Useless for one person, really. Oh, woman stuck in outhouse trying to get Apple Watch. Police remind public not to climb into toilets. <laughs> this was an NBC News written by that swinging NBC News staff. Who are the... It's nice. always good when they bail on writing the story. Yeah. They are like, God, don't put my name on this story. Mm-mm. Oh, boy. Well, this is... Here it is. It is upside down. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Conservation officers from the Michigan Department of Natural Resources, troopers, and state police of the Gaylord Post. Cool. Woo-hoo! Is that a place? Gaylord Post, Michigan? And emergency medical personnel in Ostego County responded to an incident, police said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it happened at 11 a.m. outside of an outhouse bathroom at Dixon Lake. A woman in Michigan was rescued Tuesday after getting stuck in an outhouse while trying to retrieve an Apple Watch that fell off. <laughs> Which forced police to reach out to the public and say, do not climb inside of public toilets. What, what action are you doing while tinkling in a toilet that causes your Apple Watch to fall off? Where is your hand? Yeah. What's happening? Because at the time of tinkling, <laughs> the t- at the T.O.T. The T.O.T., when it's you, tot time. You're a tad bit busy to wiggle around. Look, I mean, look, I don't know. I'm assuming she's hovering, right? Well, women but hover. I don't know. This woman also climbed inside a toilet. <laughs> so maybe she was like butt deep in it. Legs up. That's how she pees, you know? She pees vertically. Folded in half like a briefcase. Some women do. That's why they go together. <laughs> Somebody's got to hold those ankles. <laughs> The toilet was removed. A strap was used to hoist the woman to safety. 
I mean, she went all the way in. But again, that's a nightmare. And the photo, if you saw her Instagram, it's on our Instagram. Uh, it, it's a true outhouse. This is yeah, this like is a pit, a, a pit toilet, a campground toilet. And it's a deep. If you've ever looked into one of those like national park toilets, it's deep, and it's upsetting. It's like the bottom of it is like 4th of July Coney Island toilet, you know? And you're 20 feet down. Also, I would kill myself. And not to get dark. <laughs> if I ended up in one of those, I'm like, it's been so fun. <laughs> but I am not supposed to be alive. Also, yeah, how does your watch fall off? I don't know. Was she like, here's the toilet? And just, <laughs> woo! I don't know. Just carving pumpkins all slippery. Um, the woman was heard yelling for help. <laughs> I bet she was. And told first responders she had dropped her Apple Watch in the toilet. Times are tough. Mm-hmm. Apple Watches are expensive, but there is a price limit on these kind of yeah. things. Oh, God, and it is not an Apple Watch. If they're like, you want a free Apple Watch? Climb in this public toilet. I'm like, I'm good. I'm a Samsung but dog also, what's anyways. The, once the Apple Watch goes into the toilet, like you're just like, I'm definitely putting that back on my wrist. Are you? <laughs> like, I understand you could bleach it or whatever, but I don't know. I don't, can you bleach it? <laughs> and did the watch know? Was the watch upset? Yeah. Do you hate me? Um, she then lowered herself inside the toilet to retrieve it and could not get out. So that's how it happened. Ooh. Totally normal. The agency added that venturing inside an outhouse toilet is usually not a good idea and warned against it. If you lose an item in an outhouse toilet, do not attempt to venture inside the containment area. Serious injury may occur. The woman was left without any injuries. So that's so here's, nice. You know what? I, the thing is, is with, the, oh, with articles like this, I just want to, just a teeny bit of interview. Because I want to know, was, it, was she going in head first to try and reach it? I think so. And then slipped and then... Because that's very upsetting. Or... Very upsetting. Was she, which is even weirder, was she like, I'm going to step feet first <laughs> into the toilet and then be, I, like, you know, maybe thinking she could stand on the sides or something? I yeah, don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew. I wish I and knew. And it also Beautiful. doesn't say, no wonder it's the staff, because it doesn't say if she got the watch. Yeah. Because couldn't she have called for help using her watch if she was in there? I think <laughs> she didn't even get the watch. Probably didn't have service. Um... I, boy, oh boy. It would be funny if, like, when she fell, she pushed it so deep that she couldn't get it back. I'm sorry. I didn't make this up. She did this. This is real. Okay. Okay. Scotty. I need a... Kurt, you're really good at this. I need a man's name. Any man. Okay. Tell you ride. Tell you ride? <laughs> All right. So... You, and I bet you you'll see a baby named Tell you ride very soon. If not already. Baby names are getting fucking wild. Yeah, they're getting wild. They're getting wild. Um, so I meet this writer in L.A. This is, about, this is about seven years ago, and he had just moved there from NYU. Nice guy. And he was like, can I ask you some advice? I was like, sure. Yeah. I do this all the time, so we meet for beers. And he goes, can I pitch you some ideas for like TV show ideas? Maybe I'll write a pilot. Okay. And I was like, yes. Nice kid. He's probably, I don't know, 22, 23 years old. Okay. Everything he pitches is stuff that you hear a lot, which is like, it's working at a senior citizen center. And you're like, okay, that's a fine idea. You hear it all the time. Or like, it's a moving company and every day is a different house. Mm -hmm. Fine. And I go, listen, man, that's not, 
we all have these ideas. The way that you break in is you have to do something that's very personal to you. Mm-hmm. You have to do an idea that only you understand. Yeah. He goes, oh, that's, that's cool. That makes sense. Great. I go, like, what's something, what's a weird relationship uh, have you ever had? Or like, what's, what's something weird about your family that nobody else knows? And he just goes white. I mean, he goes so ghostly white. Wow, wow. Oh, oh, oh. And he's like, I, I really, um, I don't tell a lot of people about this, but... Uh, <laughs> He, so this is 100% true story about Telly Ride. Telly. Man. You call him Telly. Oh, Telly. Telly. Friends call him Telly. Only his mom calls him Telly so Ride. So Telly goes, I have two brothers. I'm in the middle, and I have an older brother and a younger brother. Uh-huh. And my entire life, anytime we left the house, we had to take a shower as soon as we got back. And I go, okay. okay. And he goes, so as soon as we would step inside the front door, we had like an area marked off and you'd have to strip fully naked and then walk to a shower and take a shower. Okay. And then his mom would pick up their laundry and do their laundry immediately. Okay. okay. Now this counted if the whole family went to a restaurant. They would go one at a time, entering the house, stripped down, youngest brother, <laughs> middle brother, oldest brother, dad, mom, and then the mom would do all their laundry. And every single time I go, so like if you went to get the mail... Yes. If they went to get the mail and they left the house, he had to come back inside, strip fully down from what he was wearing, <laughs> and take a shower. And his mom would wash his clothes. Oh, my God. So I said, you might already have some thoughts in your head, Bananas. I said, did you ever have friends over? And he said, no. <laughs> Everybody knew. So we would play pickup football. We'd play basketball. And, the, and then it'd be like... Bye. <laughs> Everybody be like, see ya. Because anybody that came inside the house had to take a shower. Was there a shower off like the vestibule? Nope. <laughs> okay. Had to walk into the house and then do the laundry. Also, their electric bill and their water bill must have been through the roof. And I was like, did you stay inside all the time? He's like, no, I had a pretty normal childhood in high school. <laughs> I had a pretty normal childhood. We had molasses for dinner every night. (laughs) And in the mornings, we would be whacked with a stick four times. In a gentle, supportive, encouraging way. (laughs) So then I was like, I'm like, you have to write something about this. I'm like, this, I've never heard anything like this. No. Also, I don't think it's a TV show, though. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know these days. <laughs> so then I asked a question, which I think many of you might be thinking of. Do any of you have girlfriends or are any of you married? And he goes, yeah, my older brother and my younger brother married. I go, when they come over, do they have to strip? They go, oh, yeah. What? And I go, <laughs> I go so your girlfriend, when she goes to your parents' house, like to meet your parents, takes off her clothes and takes a shower. And they go, Yes. So the older brother got married first. He's the oldest kid out of college. And I was like, and his, his girlfriend, then fiance, then wife didn't care. And she goes, no, she was totally fine with it. Okay, let's pull the audience. <laughs> because in my head, I was like, I would break up so fast with somebody if they're like, it's, when you come to my house, you have to shower. And then if you go outside to your car to get a gift, you have to shower again. I'd be like, nah, not happening. Imagine how great those guys are. Oh, that to their everything partners? is perfect. Everything is perfect. And then you're like, but here's the deal. <laughs> I mean, they must be They good. must be amazing. Yeah, these guys are doing yeah. pretty well. <laughs> and he was engaged. This yeah. uh, tel- Telly was engaged. <laughs> All right. Uh, if, you would, if you were dating somebody you had to shower every time you went in their parents' house, would you stay with them say yes? 
There was one person enthusiastically like, that's yeah. It. You're a good person. Actually, that sounds like a great idea. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Telly? Uh, <laughs> Telly's mom? It's Telly's wife. And would you break up with that person gently? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> But anyway, so he married this woman, and so what the women do, all the partners now, what they do is they just keep clothes at the house, the outfit they want to wear the night that they're having Thanksgiving dinner or whatever they're having, so they go in wearing this, and then they show up stripped down. Like, nobody, they don't stand around and watch them strip, but they, they stand outside, and then they put on the outfit they wanted to wear when they get there. Wow. Wow. Because, you know, because, like, when you first started telling this, I was like, you know, I do, I, I do, we make the children go right into the bath when they get home from school. Yes. Because school is disgusting. It's essentially being inside an uh, iPhone pit toilet for <laughs> eight hours. And it just keeps them from getting sick often um, or more often. But that, oh, we don't make it, them do it every time they leave. Yeah, the they house. are five and four years old or six and four years old. <laughs> yeah, They're yeah. not, I don't know, 35 years old. <laughs> Hey, Ma, I mean, visiting your in-laws is already tough. And then it's just like, you're going to get naked. But there's a thing that... (laughs) But I did tell a friend who's a director, a pretty big director, and I was like, would you do this? And she was like, oh, hell yeah, that wouldn't bother me at all. I'm like, come on, not at all. It wouldn't bother her at all. Yeah. Because she just loves the idea of like that, what a clean house. I guess. Yeah. It would bother me, though, because it would make me feel like I could never leave that house until that exact moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, it's weird. It would be like, it would make sense if all of a sudden you came in and then like Thanksgiving dinner was then like served on top of uh, the people. (laughs) And you're like, oh, well, now I get it. We Uh, all had to shower because we're the plates. I get it. (laughs) Like everyone just lays down on the ground and mom just like ladles turkey sauce all over you. (laughs) And you're oh. like, well, this makes sense now. We had to be really clean for I'm this. I'm going to marry this guy. <laughs> I'm going to marry him. Good. This, I, I might be totally wrong. Did you do a show in Berlin where it was naked? Or you swam naked with people after the I show? I swam naked with people in Berlin. I did do a show in Berlin. This was early stand-up for this you, This was right? early stand-up. I'd only been doing it like a year or two. But luckily, when all of them speak German, they don't realize that. And <laughs> oh, um, They just thought you were cool. I was, yeah, they just thought I was like doing English stand-up. They're like, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, Pretty cool. And we did, yeah, there was like a naked, like all of their saunas and uh, whatever they are called are na- fully naked. And so you have to go like swimming and you're just swimming fully naked. And um, and, cool. I, and I bet I had a good story about that when I remembered it, but uh, I've forgotten it <laughs> no, since. No, it's okay. The only Sorry, part I, I remember is the failure. <laughs> yeah, I you up for failure. That is okay. Do you want to tease us into a sweet, sweet break? And also we're going to need somebody to grab our confessions box for yeah. us. Here if it is. Anybody can make a run. Oh, excellent. This is absolutely wild. Hit me. A federal agency wants to give safety tips to young adults so it's dropping an album. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool. Well, we'll be back with that crap with more bananas. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
And folks, we are back! Yeah, Raleigh. Yeah, this table. Live you guys are the real MVPs. From Raleigh, North Carolina at Good Nights Comedy Club. Is there one over there too? I th- are there, is there a table over there? There is. Did you guys lose a sweepstakes? This is, these are tough seats. I'm sorry our back is to you the whole time. You seem like great people. I think you're looking at my underwear the whole time. That's okay. We're my both apologies. wearing underwear. That's normal. I wear underwear. All right, let's see. We got the confessions coming. I got some shout outs. Okay. Is Jade Marie here? Oh, you're right here. Hi, how are you? I'm sorry. Well, she wants to shout out her best friend, Morgan. All right. <laughs> They're both here, either, either though neither one lives here. Oh, nice. They're 2020, uh, 2020 Bananas and best buddies since freshman year cheerleading. Nice, thank well, you. Well, that's exciting. Thanks for coming. Jade really likes you, Morgan. Um, are you coming to Atlanta too? That's okay. You made the effort. Thank you. Chris B wants to shout out his wife Samantha and say she is the greatest person he's ever known that he loves her. <laughs> boo! <laughs> Who booed? <laughs> that better have been Chris B booing. <laughs> That's nice. Samantha, he loves you, unless he was booing, and then boo him later. Amanda wants to shout out her husband and her six friends. Her husband is Matt. He's a psychology professor who was just awarded a grant for studying behavioral treatment after cardiac episodes, or as Cart B and I would call it, uh, heart stuff. So great job, Matt. Way to do that heart stuff so well. Way to get that grant. Applying for a grant seems like the most stressful thing in the world. Yeah, it's like begging for money, when you're like, just give it to me so I can do the work. You're wasting two years. I don't know what I'm talking about. And most importantly, we have two birthday bananas here. Morgan Craig is shouting out her friend Dana Jorman. Dana, are you here? Dana, come up. And also, I think it's JD wants to shout out his wife, Chelsea Moffitt. I think it's about to be her birthday. Chelsea, are you here? Chelsea, you send in a lot of stories. Thank you. We signed these. They say happy birthday. If you don't like it, you can recycle it. But happy birthday. It's so nice to meet you, too. Hi! Happy birthday! Look at this. We signed it for you. I hope that's okay. Happy birthday. Give him a round of applause. Thanks for coming. It's getting crazy warm. All right, so now we, we have your confessions here. Thank you so much for doing them. Yes, thank you, Bananas. Um, in Fears 1, uh, in fifth grade, 1991, our entire class was taking a photo for a time capsule. I was seated in the front row and came up with a great idea to put my heads, my he- hands on my knees with my middle fingers extended. <laughs> when the copies came out a few weeks, there, w- there I was displaying the bird for all to see. I was able to keep the photo from my mom, but those who opened the time capsule won't know what hit them. Great. That's awesome. Pure chaos. Good absurdity. My fiance and I steal bar coasters from everywhere we go. I have five in my purse right now from the bar tonight. Yes! <laughs> you are absolved. <laughs> that is fine. They're cheap. You're fine. Last year at field day, I'm a teacher. My older male coworker asked me to put bug spray on his back. My foolishness 
my foolishness thought he wanted me to lift his shirt <laughs> and spread it in like sunscreen. I realize most people don't rub in their bug spray. Instant regret when I saw his plumber's crack, too. We haven't mentioned it since. Did I ever tell the story on the pod where I, like, around the time where I started, like, making out heavily in high school with my girlfriend, when it was, like, like uh, outer course time? Yeah. You know, dry yeah, yeah, humping yeah. 101 was going on. It was like, oh, I'm good at this. And you're like, you're so bad at it. Like, terrible. But, like, I had an aunt that was like, hey, Scotty. I had, like, a family thing. I, like, leaned in, and I accidentally put my head on, my hand on the back of her head when she was giving me a kiss on the cheek. And we both, like, froze. And I was like, yeah, that wasn't right. Uh, <laughs> just, just coming in for, hey, good to see you, bud. I'm like, you too. This one really looks good, but I don't know what these three words are. Loin a good feed? Lotion a good friend? Like, is that definitely a friend. Okay, good, good friend. right, right, right. Uh, okay, so lately, I, <laughs> this is great. Uh, lately, I've been thinking of leaving my boyfriend of two and a half years. Uh-oh. The, the chance to get, to get lotion, a, a good friend I know for five years, <laughs> to get lovin', to get loitin', something. Fuck him, probably. Lotion. To lotion get lotion. Well, if, it, if you're thinking about it, God do it. My drunk bad behavior is eating all the icing packets from toaster strudel boxes. <laughs> that's a good one. You're absolved. That's, that's funny. I mean, your dentist hates it, but everybody else likes it. I put a dead fish in my friend's ex's vents. <laughs> now that is Baller. being a great friend. That is you great. You are a great friend. Yeah. I peed in the hot tub at my gym. Oh, you dirty dog. You dirty dog. Don't do that. You're that absolved. One. You're absolved. We'll absolve you, but, you know, <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> do I told, you're doing did curls. I tell you about this? I probably told you, talked about this, but my brother, I was visiting him once, and his child was probably like four or three, and uh, we were all swimming together in a big pool, and he said, Papa, can I pee in the pool? And he's like, yeah, sure. And I was like, that's weird, but okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he proceeded, the kid got out of the pool and pissed into it. <laughs> Whoopsie. And I was like, this is a bold choice. Like, I was uncomfortable before. Now I respect it. Yeah. It's like vacationing in Mexico. Um, I had I to get... Yeah, I don't know either. I actually do the opposite. Okay. When I'm at Mexico, like a swim-up bar, with like one of those ones, every time I have to pee, I loudly, when I'm getting out of the pool, I'm like, anybody need anything while I'm getting out? I got to hit the boys' room. It's like, just to let everybody know I'm not drinking margaritas and peeing all over their legs. <laughs> I had to get so high to be brave enough to be here tonight. Come oh, on! Yay! The Bananimals are nice people. You're very yes. welcome. We're so glad you're here. You did a all great right. job. I once reported my friend for nudity on Instagram because I got sick of all her weight loss before after photos. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, that's real. That's too real. That's very, very real. That's so good. That is a good confession. 
That is um, a really Sometimes good I forget to pay for the snacks that my toddler eats while grocery shopping. Everybody does. Yeah, that's fine. They nope, build that. A, if a child eats it, that's the price of shopping. Mom. It starts with mom. That's a good start. Mom, I'm the one that stole your credit card and ordered porn. Where are you? A porn video. Hold on. This has a this has a curveball coming. Okay. I ordered a porn video, which was delivered on September 11th, 2001. <laughs> it was not Chet. It was not Chet. So. Oh. oh. So you were absolved. That is so. Funny. You didn't know what was about to happen. That is so funny. And that's just self care. Uh, we absolve you for that for sure. How about two more? Yeah. Two more. Uh, I was in. I went to jail in Cambodia and didn't tell my wife. Ooh, good one, man. She is submitting for me because she's still mad about it. <laughs> All right, this one, I'm not going to read this one because it is very long, but I will read this one in the green room. It says, Penis Building Confession and Salem Winston-Salem Merch. So you, this will be read, whoever sent this in, but I can tell yeah, it's... Yeah, um, we probably won't do it. We'll have to do two episodes. Yeah, here it is. This is great. This is amazing. Whoever pulled this off, yes, you're do that. amazing. Once in a drunken rage, <laughs> I slapped a man who photobombed a picture of me with my friends. Okay. I then pretended I was deaf and blind. Okay. <laughs> to avoid getting in trouble with the bar manager, and it worked. Yes! You are absolved. You are that absolved. is confession. And then let's do these. Thank you for those hot, hot, hot confessions. You're all absolved. You're all great people. So you came good. out to see comedy. Now That's all it's that a matters. little thing we like to call the longest banana. Okay. Who came the furthest or the farthest? For the podcast, not like you just happen to be visiting from Australia. Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, Pretty Tennessee. Good. Orlando, Florida. Okay. What? L.A. L.A. definitely is far. L.A. is Houston's far. far. You know we live in L.A. Portland, Oregon? Did you come to our Portland show, too? Nope. Cool. Um, honestly, we don't care. That's fine. You came yeah, to this yeah. one. They're all the same to you. New York. You know we're playing New York next month. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be in Brooklyn next month. All right. Month. So we got New York. We, got we have L.A. L we got L.A. And is L.A. Houston. for the show? Yeah, it is. I know that oh, voice. Oh, really? I know that voice. I mean, that's got it. LA is a one. Who else? That's can anybody beat LA? Any Hawaii's? Can anyone beat it? Then we'll, if no one can beat LA, we'll go down next. We got three here. Yeah. We're All right. Do so LA. Next, who can beat? Who can beat my? Who can beat my, Orlando? Houston, Houston, Houston is Texas. far. I don't understand. The map to me is a ball. Do you know what I mean? All right. LA. Is it Ruby? Yeah. Come on down. Come on down, Ruby. Uh, Ruby Orlando, get over here. I mean, use this forever. Was it Orlando? Okay. <laughs> What's your name? Summer. Summer. Give Great it up name. for Summer, everybody. Not summers in this life. And then Orlando and Tampa, right? Tampa. 
Oh, Houston. Houston! Get Houston. over here, Houston! Yeah. Okay, that seems like everybody, right? Yeah, that seems like everybody. All right, thank you guys so much for coming that far away. Here we go. Uh, so this is on NPR. Um, this was written by Rachel Tressman. A federal agency wants to give safety tips to young adults, so it's dropping an album. This is wild. What could go wrong? A federal agency responsible for promoting the safety of consumer products has employed plenty of tactics over the years, from recalls to regulations to PSAs. Now the Consumer Product Safety Commission is trying a new and catchier approach. It's released an album. (laughs) Here's the title of the album. We're safety now, haven't we? (laughs) You know, like young people talk. Exactly! Nothing mid or sucks about it. Here's the cover. Here's the cover. Oh. oh, boy. There's it's, the cover. Uh, it's just a bunch of dogs and foxes. What happened? Riding on Roombas and wearing helmets. So, so topical. It's like, it's, it, the style is of like a hip internet meme from 2007. Very cool. Right? Very adult That's like swim. a 2007 style meme, right? Dear With like a, God. A, a Shinu Inu. Is that it? Shibu Inu? Doge. Yeah, we all know Doge. Um, we're safety now, haven't we? Packs in six genre-spanning safety-focused songs. Seven if you count the one that also has a Spanglish version. There's an, e- there's an EDM banger about wearing helmets. Cool. A K-pop so cool. number about firework safety. And a reggaeton track about smoke alarms. <laughs> <laughs> the artists are officially anonymous, but more on that later. The album is specifically targeted at teenagers and young adults. Oh, for real? Social media specialist Joseph Galbo told NPR's Morning Edition over Zoom. That's who he you want. He says the CPSC aimed to address the products and hazards that are especially prevalent among people ages 13 to 24 based on its injury data, including bikes, ATVs, fireworks, cooking appliances, and phones. Many people don't start to think about product safety until no. they have kids of their own. Mm-mm. But Not high school me. and college age kids are making their own decisions all the time. True. Often without thinking about the potential consequences. Yeah, that's true. So there's a lot of more information about this. I'm just going to give you some, some lines from each of the songs. Ooh. First off, uh, first off, <laughs> we first are off, good singers. Every song starts with. This is brought to you by the CPSC, because that is a federal requirement for any messaging. I mean, <laughs> For awesome. the CPSC. Uh, the, okay, so the techno song goes, you got to put your phones away, pay attention. Uh, that's it, okay. Oh, no, what are they thinking? Helmet, goggles, boots, jackets, intones the EDM track about ATVs. Uh, and aren't the ATV crowd really into EDM? That's, yeah. a, that's such a crossover. <laughs> Whenever I think of guys who ride four-wheelers, I'm thinking house music. It, it should have been a country song. Yeah. I'm, yeah, it's not Luke Bryan or some um, piece of shit. <laughs> this is the K-pop yeah. song. This is the K-pop song about fireworks. Oh, fun. I know I'm messing with a fatal heat, and I should walk away and let it be, but we lightning sparks with our energy. <laughs> and then here's the reggaeton song. Maybe AI is an improvement. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I'm like, maybe they could do better. Because this is real bad. And I can't 
I can't get enough. I mean it when I say I'm cautious of your love because your love is a flame. Is a reggaeton song about unattended cooking. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. They're in love with the fire on their stove. Okay. So now I'm going to play a couple tracks. Right, because these are public domain or something, right? These yeah, are government tracks? Oh, straight boy. Up play it. All right. If you haven't started okay, drinking, start drinking right now. If you... um, yeah. <laughs> Get that guy on a quad. Protect your noggin when you're in the streets. Protect your noggin. It sounds like it belongs to like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack. Thanks to the people at CPSC. This one's a bop. That one slaps. That's Sepon Caliente. Beats to relax, beats to be safe to. Yeah, you got beats to be safe to. That's what you want. When you're having fun with your friends, you want to be as safe as possible. When my friends get together, we're like, let's be safe. Back to the middle and around again. I'm gonna be there till the end, 100%. Pure love. That one had a little. They might sue on that one. Oh, oh, oh. There's I'm, a full minute of just that. Yeah, I mean, that does. Before make, any talking about safety <laughs> happens. That does make me want to put a helmet on. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so. Holy smokes, that sucks. So this was... <laughs> <laughs> eh, nobody's perfect. I weirdly have a story that's very similar to this. Um, that's crazy. Yes, it is. Cool. So I, I had been reminded of this. I've never talked about this on, on the podcast. So uh, I have talked about the, the... I used to do this street, uh, like this gorilla theater thing called Changwin and Chunk. Yeah, it's Changwin awesome. was half chicken, half penguin. He was nine feet tall. He laid eggs out of his ass. Yep, and normal. Chunk was half chicken, half skunk. He was nine feet tall. He shot water out of his tail. Normal. Uh, they were half brothers, and uh, they were uh, hated each other. Yeah. Um, and so they would battle in the middle of the street sure. in like 1999 to 2003 is when we were doing it. Yep. And like thousands of people would come. We would like shut down streets in New York. It was, it was incredible. It was the, fucking insane. It was incredible. So, of course, because yes. of the way New York City works, uh, uh, an, an advertising agency approached us and were like, we want to do something like oh, this for Tylenol. <laughs> that's a big one, y'all. That's a big one. That's not Advil money. That's Tylenol money. <laughs> and we're like, what are you talking about? We want to destroy livers. And I, I guess Tylenol was trying to market itself to children? What? Oh, shit. So they wanted us to do a large-scale street battle Me at too. skate 
competitions. Yep, normal. Around the country. So, I mean, and so then Matt, who was Changwin and who had like built the, built the, the costumes. Yes. He was like, how about, how about the whole thing is about pain and it's this battle pain and then, I don't know, there's a Tylenol bottle oh, or something. Oh, so yeah. And so he had, no. one was a big broken bone. Cool. Like a 10 foot tall broken bone. Fun. And then another was a hand in like a cast. And there were human beings inside of them, but they were really, really big and they were made out of foam. <laughs> and they were really actually like beautiful art pieces. And, um, and so then I was producing the events and Tylenol just was like, whatever you need. And I was like, oh, well, I need a lot. <laughs> Money mostly. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so the first event was in New Jersey on Liberty Island. Um, it was a skate event. And so I was like, well, we're going to need 25 actors for this. <laughs> And so I hired all of, I, t- I hired 25 of my friends to be oh, like the crowd that so would like good. surround it and like cheer everybody on to like get people excited. Get injured. And, uh, and then we had the two, you know, the two costumes and everything. We had to rent giant vans. These, you know, they're really big. So we had to have like a 10 foot cube <laughs> truck. Uh-huh. And then we had to have like two 16 passenger vans for all the actors. And then we like get out there. I'm get I'm making like $500 an hour to Huge. like produce it or whatever. Huge. And I'm just like, give me that money, Tylenol. And we get there. <laughs> and we get there, and it's raining. Cool. And the skate event is canceled. Oh, and boy. Tylenol's like, well, there's nothing. Well, you can wait and see if the rain stops. And we're yeah. like, yeah, sure. So there's a science center there. And we just got super stoned. <laughs> and then we all went to the science center and just like looked at things while children gave us diseases. And that's fine. And, uh, and it was great. It was like, that's amazing. This is the best day of work ever. Like, I'm 23, yeah, 24. You're a boy. A green yeah, I'm a banana. boy. And we're like, and then they're like, okay, well, the next event is in San Diego. Ooh. And I was like, fantastic. That's nice, Sonny. And I was like, who wants to go to San Diego? And everyone, all of my 23 year old friends were like, yes, I would like to. Thank please, you. Please, I have four roommates. Please. So I get, I don't know, I think I buy 10 flights for like 10 friends. And then we have to, we have to art pack the, the, the costumes. Art packing is insane. I don't know if anybody's ever art packed something. It's like eight grand per thing to just like pack it up properly and then ship it. And we had to have it like shipped to a warehouse on the edge of San Diego where they shaped surfboards. Okay. And so I was like getting there and then I was like, well, we, now we got to crack. And it's like these giant crates and we had to... <laughs> Hire a big truck and have a crane to bring the crates onto the back of the truck. Yes. And I'm just like 23 and like, what is happening? Yeah. I'm getting paid right now, right? This I'm getting okay. paid. This is hourly? And uh, like for the dumbest thing to like say that Tylenol does something because we bump into each other or like, and also like this was the performance. They would come out and then bump against each other and then one would fall over. That was it. That, and, that, and they knew that, because that's what Changwin and Chunk was. Like, yeah. the, what was funny about it is how dumb it was. Yeah. And once you take stupidity and then you bump it up to it costing $35,000. Right. The people who are paying are very upset. <laughs> so we all get in the night before. The skate, the skate event is that the next day. 
We all get in the night before. I get the things. I bring them back to the hotel. We're ready to go. And then we, again, just get a bunch of beers. We get really high. And everyone, for the very first time, goes swimming in the Pacific Ocean. We were on a fucking hotel on the beach. Ugh. And like 10, me and 10 of my friends just went swimming in the Pacific Ocean. We're like, there's more power here. Like, everyone all was right. so stoned. All right. Pretty high. That's pretty high. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I've swum Can you in that feel ocean. it? I can feel the pulses. No. The Pacific Ocean is so much larger than the Atlantic. It's that's true. It is bigger. That is I, true. I definitely said that a lot. Yeah. Um, when you're young, you try to be important so bad. Yeah. When you're a young person, you're like, oh, this means something. This means something. And then you're old and you see somebody do something, you're like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna remember this garbage. I'm out. <laughs> oh, this is so important. So we get there. So we get there, and the skate, the skate, the, the like, it's a like. So there's a vert ramp, then there's a uh, there's a freestyle section, and it is packed, packed. with like the shittiest fucking fifteen <laughs> year old skate rats yeah. that San Diego can vomit out at us. Yeah, they got a lot of them. They are so angry and fucking bored of everything. And so that these big dumb puppets come out, and they they all have skateboards, and sure. they hate it. Yeah. And they start beating like the different, and everyone's got like people are banging their skateboards on the ground, and then other people are hitting the yeah. things, and we're trying. I'm like trying to control it with like music. I'm like DJing it so that like there's like you know builds and then crescendos, and we had like a choreographed bumping into each other. The whole thing lasts 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. And it's going so poorly, we kind of end it early. We're like, let's get the fuck yeah, out of here. Because literally, up. the people inside the things were like, I was scared that these children were going to kill me. Kids are scary. And then we get out of there, and Tylenol's like, yeah, you're not going to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but to this day, I still think that those uh, costumes are... Like, Tylenol paid for a storage facility. Yeah. We brought them back to New York, put them in that storage facility, and I bet you it's like the ending of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, it's still like, there. I'm sure that those things are still in that storage facility, just sitting locked up, because <laughs> I think I just gave a key to a random person. Yeah. And to get rid of that would cost so much money, it's easier to just pay for it every month. Absolutely. Yeah. Jesus. So anyway, thank you, Tylenol! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, it's coming to you. Uh, Kurt and I were remarking before the show, as we will do, that it is incredible that Charlie Fromage has not died yet. He gets thrown around by the TSA in a way that is profane and scary. So yeah. give it up one more time for Charlie Fromage. Uh, I'll Scotty, give us, give us our last story. Here, but before we do that, we want you to be a part of the show. Yeah. So on the count of three, if you'll yell your first name, you're on the episode. Because this is going to be out in two weeks because we're a little behind. And it was a good episode. So on the count of three, yell your first name as loud as you can. One, two, three. How did you say that wrong? I heard every single one. I heard it. I heard a Tony. I heard every single one. Is there a in the audience tonight? I, I heard... I heard your name. I heard your name. Let's go out on this one. Um, all right, here's just a fun one, because this is, you know... <laughs> how, 
This is on UPI, written by Ben Hooper, who is also the... Since starting this podcast, UPI has become one of my favorites. I don't know what it is. We don't know what it stands for. I almost think it's maybe Upper Peninsula Investigators, because I don't... It's, I have no idea, but we do so many stories ben from Ben Hooper's incredible, and uh, Banana Boy number 5, Aaron Erdman, sends so many from UPI. It's like a cheat. Yeah. Chinese teen skips rope 374 times in one minute. Whoa, what? 374 How times? Did, is it a she or a he? Or it a is they? a... I'm, anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, God. I'm surprised. That, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't actually start to fly. It's a. It's a his. It's a he. Okay. I'm guessing it's a he. We're gonna go with a, a, a 16 year old jump rope expert. Yes. <laughs> we have a lot of murder bananas here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are a lot of fake experts in this world. We know this. We watch forensic files. Yeah. We know. But this is an expert. <laughs> A 60-year-old jump rope expert in China broke a Guinness World Record by skipping rope 374 times in one minute. That's six times a second? He did the math. He ran the numbers. Six and a half, like six six and a little more a second. Six and a little more in a second. Guinness World Records said that Zhu Zhi from Yuyao City, Ningbo broke Japanese jumper Daisuke Miramura's record of 348 skips. Bob, tough day for the yeah. Miramura family. Those fucking losers. Get back to work. What a novice. 348 in 60 seconds? What a fucking loser. Psych, we love you, Daisuke. Uh, in one minute, which stood for 10 years. So it's a 10-year-old record. Zhu, who previously uh, applied for the record but had to start over due to the Guinness World Records guidelines, said his new record isn't even his personal best. Brag. Not the way you do it. Yeah, bud, you're the champ. Shut you up. just say thank you. I'm so excited. Take your flowers and go home. Yeah. My best performance was 398 uh, times. Shut up. But if you're 398, get to 400, you fucking loser. <laughs> In one minute. And that was done in the online part of middle school division, the third primary, blah, blah, middle blah, school? blah. Yeah, he's in middle school. Third he's primary. In middle school. So this 16-year-old, wow. anyways, it is impressive. It's Wait, not 400. He's 16 a 16-year-old year old in middle school? He's a... <laughs> yeah, because... Middle he, school's a little different in Japan. He can't read because he's jumping <laughs> rope all the time. His, his parents are just weeping. Please, just look at the book. No, 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 never. Fuck Japan. That's so many jumps. If I think if I did three hundred and whatever jumps in a year, I'd be like, I'm nailing it this year. My body looks great. This kid does it in one minute. I can't even eat a taco in one minute. 374 times. So let's give it up for Zuji, everybody. Woo! Oh, boy. Curdy B. Yeah? Shall we do it? Shall we do it? All right, guys. That has been Banana!
Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstart. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.